Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go. Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! Appreciate your getting up and being up and at them early on this Baker's Dozen Monday. <laughs> Baker's Dozen being 13, which is the number of wins that the Philadelphia Eagles have right now. It is Birds 365 here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. I'm Jody McDonald. And as you can probably tell, that's not John McMullen. Uh, not that today. Was, 
That would be one Barrett Brooks filling in for Johnny Mac, who's winging his way back from Chicago. Always good to get Big B on with us. The that other ball guy. A fun day yesterday, Barrett. Not, not a perfect day from an Eagle perspective, but a fun day just the same. Because anytime you walk away with a road win and get to 13, count them now, 13 wins in a season with three left to play, can't be a bad day, right? Can't be a bad day. Can't be. I mean, to watch the game, I I didn't I didn't feel at any point that the Eagles weren't going to lose the game, even though they were playing bad for probably the better part of three quarters. I didn't feel as they were going to lose the game because I just thought our our roster was just supremely talented to to what the Bears had. But I do know that um there was some distractions in the game that kind of got them a little iffy as far as them executing the complete. Uh, game plan, but I did feel as though they were going to win the game. No question about that. Okay, you used the word distractions. What do you think those distractions were? Well, you know, even you know Jalen. Jalen Hurts never talks about distraction, but he 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 admitted in his post game interview that weather was definitely a factor. Being cold was definitely something that uh, he was not used to. Not that type of cold. And and please, people, you know, I understand. You know, uh, as 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 people that go out and we may do yard work or whatever in in cold weather but it's a different type of cold uh in certain parts of the country you know like being in being in green bay i played one year in green bay it's a different type of cold in green bay and it's definitely a different type of cold in that chicago area uh that wind coming off that coming off uh lake i think what is it lake erie is mm-hmm. unbelievable lake michigan. lake michigan okay lake michigan yeah erie's over there by Cl- cleveland lake michigan it's a different type of cold, man. I'm telling you, it's bone. You don't just feel it on your skin. You feel it on your bones, man. That's how cold it is out there. They should outlaw games in Green Bay and 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 in Chicago in December at night. I mean, they shouldn't even allow them to play them. They should be against the law. That's how cold it is out there. Well, well, yesterday was 12 high noon in Chicago time, <laughs> an hour ahead of us. Yeah. Uh, so you got to be able to suck it up and play. If Jalen wasn't prepped to play in that cold yesterday, I I can't lay all of it off on Mother Nature. Some of it has to be the Eagles and Jalen Hurts as well. You have to be prepped to be able to do that. Barrett, I, I now I'm not a weatherman. I don't even like to play a weatherman here on uh, YouTube or on the radio or anywhere else. But I feel pretty confident about this weather prediction for you. It's going to get colder from here on out. We're still <laughs> heading into the winter. So if Jalen wasn't quite ready to play in that bone-chilling cold that you're talking about, well, then maybe the Eagles need to get some more practice in outdoors because it's going to be colder the rest of this month and colder the entire month of January because, oh, by the way, it's not official yet, but they are all but a lock to play every single game in January at Lincoln Financial Field. They just have have to win one of their last three games, which we know they're going to do. Yeah, he's got to get used to it. Uh, that's that's on him. That's on the Eagles for he for him to be prepped and ready to go in a bone chilling cold for the most important games of the year, aka the playoffs. Yeah, and and you know, rest assured, I think he will be ready. Uh, you know, he's he's gonna prep. He he understands that he has a play through different weather conditions. We all know that. I mean, it's going to be hot when we go to the Super Bowl down in Arizona. So we'll be down in Arizona. He'll get used to that weather. One thing about Jalen, he's going to make sure that he's 
taking care of the intangibles of playing in a game. Now, I caught him by surprise. It's not me. He probably knew. He played in a pretty cold game last, or year before last in Green Bay. The year he came in, he started starting the week after that. Remember that Green Bay game? It was yep. cold then. Um, I guess he didn't realize because he got went in and got his first real reps at the quarterback position before uh, dethroning Carson Wentz. So he'll be ready. He'll be more prepared this time as opposed to next time. So at least you won't be caught off guard like he was caught off guard this game. You know, he mentioned that his hands were frozen when he was out there, and, and he really didn't get a feel for it until he got into the game. I mean, that happens. You know, you're not going to know everything. You're not going to be able to to um, just shrug off every adversity you have while you're out there just from playing experience. That's a different type of goal. I'm always a lineman. So when we were out there, we always had our sleeves off. But I tell you, especially towards the end of my career when I was riding the bench, please believe, you know, our hero stuff was out the door. I wanted to go out there and put me uh, about three or four sleeves on <laughs> when I was playing, man, just to let you know. But it, it's, 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 it's different, man. But – they won the game. You know, I can't complain. I can't cry about it. I can't bitch about it. They won the game. And, oh, by the way, talking about dealing with uh, things and overcoming them, he got off to a slow start. Threw a couple of picks in the first half. Two picks right. when he'd only thrown three the entire season prior to yesterday. He did just fine in the second half. Some of those passes down the sideline to Devontae Smith, two of them to uh, A.J. Brown, were things of beauty. Perfect touch right in the basket on the receiver's hands, dead in stride. That's pretty good for a guy who doesn't know how to play in the cold. That's Still making great. those massive plays. So, yes, while we can nitpick about, yeah, he might not have been ready at the start of the game. He's got to know it's cold. Got to be able to get your proper warm-up in and be willing and ready to uh, adjust to it. Yeah, he did. Took a little bit longer than maybe the Eagles would have liked. But the most important thing is he did adjust. It wasn't that, oh, my God, it's cold. I can't feel my hands. He has a lousy day throughout the entire day. That was not the case. He kind of caught fire in the second half and helped the Eagles put the game away. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when he caught fire, he really caught fire, man. You know, some of those dimes you spoke about. I just really also I didn't understand the game plan going into this game. Um, early and I, you know, and I can't complain about what Steichen has done. I mean, they're, they're leading all categories as far as, you know, points per game. Well, they were at the, uh, before yesterday points per game, um, yardage and all that stuff, you know, they were top 10 and all that stuff, but I, you know, I was cramming to understand why we would basically throw the ball so much when we could run the ball, everybody else has run the ball on that defense. And, you know, we, I, I, mean, I didn't quite understand that. You know, for Jalen Hurst to run 17 times is almost um, – it, it's almost suicide in, in all actuality. You know, you don't want to get him to hit that much – get hit that much, especially in that type of cold, man. To me, 17 times was way too much for um, the quarterback to be out there running the ball. And I know it was situational football where they called RPOs, RPOs, run pass options. And he chose what the defense gave him was for him to pull it. They crashed the D in for the most part, making Jalen Hurts run with the ball. And that's a game plan thing that Chicago went into the game they wanted to do. They wanted Jalen to have the ball, so they crashed the end. But they also had linebackers stay in place. They didn't, they didn't, they had him not necessarily spy him, but they read him, which when he did run. As soon as he started towards the line of scrimmage, them, them linebackers was coming downhill. Boom. And he got butted up a couple times 
by linebackers hit right in the face. And I don't know if you could do that for the remainder of the season and think that you're going to have a healthy Jalen Hurts going into playoffs. While I agree with you, at times the play calling befuddled me yesterday, specifically in the first half. Um, but I, I'm not going to drop it at Steichen's door on the run pass options because, as you said, that's Jalen's call. And Jalen decided to keep the football more often than he usually does and turn it upfield and try and make a play. So that's that's on the quarterback. That's right. not on the the play caller. But I call if that if if you if you're calling the plays and you're seeing that the Bears are defending the run pass option the way that they are, then don't call the run pass option. Then call just run. pull a straight hand off yeah. to Miles Sanders <laughs> and let him get some work in. At some point, you need to ease off that because. And and Jalen, to his credit, is just reading the defense at that point. He's yep. not thinking, oh, shoot, I've already run it five times. I don't want to run it a six. No, he's just judging where the defenders are. What's the best play in this split second? I'd have to make a decision. And his decision was keep the ball a lot. Um, take the option out of his hands if you're Shane Steichen. Don't yes. run as many RPOs as you are calling up until that point. Now, again, in the second half, it got better. He made the couple of huge plays downfield to his wide receivers, uh, and the Eagles won the game 25 to 20. But I was with you. A little surprised at the play calling in the first half. The Miles Sanders, after coming off his best day ever as a Philadelphia Eagle, got three carries in the first half. That's it. Three touches in the first half. He ends up fumbling his first fumble of the year. I'll tell you, that was at least caused in part by the fact that he wasn't into the flow of the game. They just yeah. didn't use him enough throughout the game, and that, uh, I think, contributed to the fumble that he had. So, yes, the Eagles are 13-1. and Yes, the Eagles know what's ahead of them. They beat the Dallas Cowboys next week, and it's all over. But for the shouting, they have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Yeah, we can nitpick a little bit on the play calling, can't we? Oh, we can do that. I mean, that's that's. I mean, we have to find something as radio host, as, 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 as um, you know, host of shows. We gotta find something to cry about. You know, they won the game. They, and 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 this is this is what we call building. This is a building process. This is a learning process. They're gaining experience of going out there and playing in tight games and winning, unlike what Dallas did. And it, it, it took me what? What time is it? It took me all the way until uh, long, oh, twelve minutes into the show that I said something about Dallas, them losing. Oh, it was, it was a great yesterday. I, I don't know what I like better. The Eagles winning in the fashion that they won or the Dallas loss in a close game. They should have lost last week. There's a kick in their armor and they know that. In fact, I might not be, I wouldn't be surprised if their head coach was fired and Sean Payton is in, in, in you know, uh, at the, at the, at the, at the practice facility right now. You know what I mean? I mean, that, that's crazy. They lost, they almost lost last week and then lost this week. This is a learning curve for us. We had a, a, a very, Hard game, hard-fought game, and we still won the game. They lost it. And, oh, by the way, since you brought up Dallas, um, (laughs) I checked again this morning. ESPN's uh, power rating, the uh, football power index that is generated by their computers, not by their hosts, not by their guys that they put on TV to talk educatedly about football – by their analytics department and their computer rankings, their power index, the Dallas Cowboys are still first and the Philadelphia Eagles are still fourth. Now, 
I consider this from an ESPN point, and yes, I work for ESPN on a couple of different occasions. It's been a couple of years, but I have worked for them uh, several different times. It's embarrassing. They continue to put this out week after week, and their computer numbers spit out the fact that the Dallas Cowboys have the highest-ranking power index, and the Philadelphia Eagles are no better than fourth. Why do you do this, ESPN? It's just stone-cold embarrassing. You're making yourself look bad. Anybody who goes to this goes, wait, what? No credibility. How how the hell do you have the Eagles fourth and the Cowboys first after yesterday's action, after the entire 14 uh, games to this point? But even after yesterday, it wasn't enough to drop the Cowboys from number one and or elevate the Eagles from number four. Come on, man. It's, It's simply ridiculous. Simply ridiculous. So I'm not even going to ask what Jalen Hurts' um, MVP odds are right now because it's just only going to piss me most, off a most, little more. Most of the betting outlets still have him as the favorite. He is okay. the favorite to win the MVP. And again, you take your information and your rankings, your ratings from wherever you take them. But I checked a couple of wagering outlets. Uh, he is still the favorite. It usually doesn't move significantly till Tuesday. And some uh, sites even take them down uh, leading into the weekend. Don't put them back up again till after the Monday night game is over. But the places that you can bet uh, right now, if you wanted to, still have Jalen Hurts with the favorite. Yep. Well, it, it should be. I mean, even even Kansas City struggled, you know. But the two picks, I thought that might have thrown him out of contention. And at this point, I really don't care. I, I get pissed off because it's the lack of respect this team has uh, through nationwide media. I mean, that's 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 what really making me mad because right now we're thirteen and one, and they're not respecting Jalen number one, but this Eagles team number two, as far as being the most complete, balanced, and 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 you know dangerous team in the NFL. I mean, you look at you look at the players; the players will say different. I know Michael Parsons said what he said. He said what he said because you talk about the, the the guy on top of the hill. You know, you talk about the king on top of the hill. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like an inferiority complex where you're like, all right, well, I'm going to talk about them just because I know I'm not better than they are. But, you know, let me, let me, let me give them a little jab right now. They're so worried about us that they weren't even worried about Jacksonville. And hence, you know, Dougie P., Sends us a little Christmas gift. Thank you, Doug. We appreciate it. <laughs> Two things. Um, I would say the Eagles are not being disrespected nationally. One place. ESPN's computer rankings. ESPN puts out a power ranking as well where they get 30, 40, 50 of their uh, quote-unquote football guys, analysts, studio hosts, everything else to vote. And they're smart enough to put the Eagles as the number one seed. Right. And most of the other national outlets have the Eagles as the number one power-ranked team. So it's only one place where they're being disrespected, and that's by ESPN's computer. If I were ESPN, I'd pull the plug on well, the damn thing. But that's My shop too, though, Jody. My shop too, though. My shop too, you know, NBC. Chris Sims, you know. Oh, that's true. You Sims know, is I, I, an I, idiot. Well, yeah. but he hasn't disrespected the Eagles. He just disrespected Jalen Hurts. Right, right, he, right. He right. readily admits that uh, uh, the Eagles are the best team in the National Football League. So um, there's disrespect for one individual player, and there's disrespect for the Eagles. And a lot was made last week of the, the Michael Parsons interview. And I thought it the, the outrage and the, the, the disrespect was overstated. I thought he was more praising the Eagles as a team than denigrating Jalen Hurts, but 
uh, however you viewed it, Micah, you go on a, a what became a very well talked about podcast with Von Miller. You get a viral video out there by what you say. Then you got to follow that up with a big performance. If you're going to be drawing attention to yourself by saying something that's pretty controversial, then you got to go out and play like the defensive player of the year. Two tackles yesterday for Michael Parsons. Two. <laughs> Two for the entire game. Come on, big guy. You're going to run your mouth a little bit. You got to back it up. And he did not do that yesterday in the uh, Cowboy loss. They said uh, the same there. thing, make you laugh, make you cry. He did just that. He's Barrett Brooks in for John McMullen today. Uh, we've got two good guests coming your way. Regular contributors to the show. Appreciate them both. First up, we're going to get uh, Paul Domwich, the 33rd team, and does his stat package for us on uh, jacobsports.com uh, leading into the Eagles game every single week. He joins us usually after the Eagles games to talk about wins because they've done that 13 times. Uh, so Dom is going to join us coming up in uh, just a couple of minutes. And in an hour, number two, BLG, the big man, Brendan Lee Gowton from uh, Bleeding Green Nation can hop aboard. Appreciate you streaming in early with us here. The 13-1 and Philadelphia Eagles, the topic of conversation. He's Barrett Brooks. I'm Jody McDonald. You're on Birds 365. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene. 
go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Derek Brooks and Johnny Mac with me. Jody Mac here on Birds 365, a victorious Monday. We are joined by our good buddy from the 3013.com and jacobsports.com. Oh, and his package. We got uh, somebody. Who the hell's talking in the background? You got company there, uh, Damo, that we don't know about? Barry, you got somebody behind your screen there? No, no that was the wife. <laughs> Sorry about that. want to join us? Because uh, feel free to make some room for her there. Making <laughs> a four-way conversation. Uh, my, my, my bad for being distracted. Damo, at 12.50 yesterday, what were you watching? Uh, the end of the soccer game. You were? Wasn't it great? Unbelievable. Yeah, I was more concerned. Like, I mean, I couldn't understand why Fox was showing it on both uh, the regular station and uh, FX One. I'm thinking the NFL is not going to allow going to allow the uh, you know the games to be uh, not shown at the start. So I figured they were going to do something. Uh, I tweeted at about twelve twenty when the game was going to extra time. I said. Is this going to go over the one o'clock kickoff? What is Fox? And I didn't even realize it was Fox. I said, what is Jody McDonald going to do? Because I'm not turning this soccer game off. It's too good. I'm going to miss the beginning of kickoffs at one o'clock. What the hell's going on here? But sure enough, they got it over at about 12.57. So uh, perfect yep. timing, as a matter of fact. Uh, I, Damo, uh, sorry. I just wanted to see if you. It was unbelievable, though. You have to admit, man, you know. Yeah, it was. Phenomenal stuff. Uh, I, Damo, we get to the birds. Uh Barry and I both in the first segment just wondered about some of Shane Steichen's play calling. Are we just too uh, negative that uh, on a day where the Eagles go 13 and one, know their uh, task ahead of them, beat the Cowboys, everything's locked up as of next week. And yet we're nitpicking because uh, we thought Miles Sanders didn't get the ball enough. Are we just being Philadelphia ugly here? Hey, I was nitpicking too. Uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> we got company. Actually, if Damo says so, then I feel better about doing it. I mean, three, you know, the guy runs for 144 yards last week and he gets three carries in the first half. Uh, you know, I think part of it is offensive arrogance. I mean, they know they're so good right now that they can pretty, they think they can pretty much call anything and it's going to work. Uh, but, you know, you've got a team that can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass either, but uh you know, they see matchups on the outside that were favorable to them. So I guess that's why they were, were obsessed with, you know, throwing the deep ball. But, hey, come on. You know, I mean, third third down, you're throwing, you're throwing, you know, you're throwing deep balls uh, and, and and turning the ball over and rather than be able to stay on the field. If you gave it to Miles. Uh, yeah, I didn't understand early on what they were doing. You know, and, and, you know, to that, you know, I explained earlier when I was talking to Jody Mack that I understand the RPOs or or what you do best. We, we love Jalen Hurst's ability to differentiate when to keep it, when to, when to hand it off and when to throw it. But sometimes, you know, you got to be more wise in your play selection. How about we just yeah. run a straight handoff with that offensive line running ball. And, and they were able to, you know, put some pressure on, on, on Jalen also. 
why wouldn't they just hand it off? You know, call uh, 15 blasts, uh, you know, or, 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 or 12 blasts, you know, just, just hand the ball off and run counter or run power instead of these RPOs, man. I just thought the better part of wisdom would say, all right, it's cold out there also. Why don't we just hand it off? Well, especially when Jalen – Readily acknowledged after the game that he couldn't feel his hands in the first right. quarter. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. It, it's cold, boss. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but again, I understand that right now they think they are pretty much unstoppable, and they are for the most part. Yes. Uh, but you still got to, you know, you still play to your strengths. Do you know, especially on a d- day when the wind chills three degrees. Damo, on the other side of the ball, even though we may be giving uh, Shane Steichen a little of the microscope treatment, I, I I host the show Sundays on CBS Sports Radio, end of the early games into the night game, 6 to 10 Eastern. And I gave one of my game balls. We give out, uh, myself and my partner, uh, Zach Gelb, give out three game balls apiece. Mm-hmm. I gave one to Jonathan Gannon which we don't ever give one to an assistant <laughs> coach in the NFL. We give them to the superstar players, occasionally to head coach, never to an assistant coach. Six more sacks for the D-line yesterday. Yeah. They are on pace to have the biggest sack year in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles. Yet there is a percentage of Eagle Nation that still questions this guy because he's not aggressive enough. When are the people going to move off this? This guy is doing a phenomenal job with the Philadelphia Eagle defense this year in the number one statistical category, at least for me, sacks. If he doesn't send five guys to get, if you get there with four, if you get there with three, even better. What is it that Jonathan Gannon can't, you talk about being disrespected. Jalen Hurts, the Eagles overall. I think Jonathan Gannon is the most disrespected guy in town. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you, you know, when you look at their sack, total their sack numbers this year you know jonathan blitzed uh more than usual in the first five six games uh about 25 percent, which was much higher than he did last year then he backed off i mean since then they have they have blitzed like 13 14 and that's exactly when their sack numbers just took off uh so you know how can you uh suggest that he, he blitz more when right now with a four-man rush they are killing people uh, you know, I mean, they're running some stunts and things and a little bit more than they, they did. But, I mean, everybody on that line has just picked up their play. I mean, Hassan Reddick, uh, even Fletcher Cox, who was who was invisible for the first part of the season, seems to have – I mean, A, they can't they can't double-team him anymore because there's, there's so much going on up front. But – and the other thing is, you look at their sacks – they're not only going to be break the record for sacks, they lead the league in third down sacks. Four yesterday out of their six were on third down. I mean, they get them when they count. Uh, so, yeah, you know, you're that is really nitpicking when you go after Gannon for not blitzing enough right now. They could potentially have five guys, four or five guys in double digits as far as sacks. Hargrave yeah. gets to 10. Riddick already has 12. Uh, Sweat is right there at nine and a half. I mean, this team is really, really good up front, man, which is allowing him to do whatever he wants to do. Um, From this aspect, you're looking at Gannon. If we didn't know anything about Gannon last year and you look at him this year, could you mention him as far as being one of the best D coordinators or at least season statistics? If you look at him as being up there with the Buddy Ryans, you know, the the, the, the late and great uh, Jimmy Johnson, 
uh, you know, guys like that. You know, why is he not being mentioned as far as, you know, the best in history, especially this this year? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to see at the end of the season. I, you know, I certainly, you know, usually it's it's all the offensive, the young offensive guys uh, that are, are getting uh, their names mentioned for head coaching jobs. You know, I I think uh, both he and D'Amico Ryan's are uh, from San Francisco are going to be yes. probably slam dunks for head coaching jobs, depending on how many open. Enter Shane Steichen also in that uh, mix. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, you know, it's going to be interesting because. That's when you find out about a head coach, and you know he's obviously planned for this. He 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 knew these guys probably wouldn't be here a long time. Uh, so I mean, Nick's got you know he knows who he wants uh, or would go after if it's somebody outside of his staff if, if he loses those two guys. So you know we we saw late in you know Andy Ron, Andy Reid's career here you know when he lost. You know when he when his when when he had problems uh, with with on defense with with finding a defensive coordinator brings in one you know switches Juan Castillo over from the offensive line. I mean sometimes things kind of implode for you. So that'll be a, that'll be a big uh, a, a big uh, moment for Nick when he has to replace those guys. I'm a couple guys I thought we were going to see yesterday and we didn't see either one. Not that it was a significant uh, drop-off because Eagles won the game anyway. But Dallas Goddard, most everybody thought when they opened up his practice window that many was going to play, ended up not being the case, not active. And they signed Anthony Harris during the week with Blankenship out, and everyone thought he'd be plug-and-play and right into the lineup. And it wasn't. They stuck with uh, Kayvon Wallace at safety. Um, were you surprised either or both of those guys not in the lineup yesterday? Well, I was a little bit more surprised with Goddard because – I mean, Dallas kind of indicated he's been good for a while. I mean, he's been complaining that why did they even put me on IR? I, you know, I could have played weeks ago. So, you know, I assumed he was going to play. That surprised me. I mean, Blankenship with a knee, you're playing Chicago. I know you're, you're down on, you know, you're, the numbers are bad at safety right now, but I think they still wanted to give him a week to heal. Uh, and with Dallas, I guess, I don't know. I guess they figured the same, same thing. They figured they could get through Chicago, why not give him another week to be completely healed if, if and give that shoulder a chance to be 100% if it's only 98? I don't know. Um, it's the only thing I can figure out. Well, I think this game was, I you know I'm 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 not I'm not gonna lie. Um, I, I really think that when you look at this team, they've done a great job of putting guys in when they're healthy. Um, yeah. I think they kind of rushed the big fella in. They rushed Davis back because they needed him for that game. <laughs> especially since it was, uh, you know, going against King Henry. Um, I am glad that they are taking their time with bringing that Dallas Scott. I think that they need to bring him back right now. I think they're doing it, you know, just uh, judiciously. And I love the fact that they are doing it that way. But when you look at, you know, Kayvon Wallace, this is a game that was custom made for his skill set. He's not a good yeah. coverage guy, but he's pretty good in the box. He's a box safety. So I thought I was like, okay. They don't need Harris either at this point because Kayvon can play in the box. He can come up and make tackles. And I thought he had an excellent game. He balled his butt out in this game. So I think it was a good call for them not to activate a guy that still may be hurt. But Kayvon Wallace, we got to give him his kudos. It was a game yeah. made for him. He can come up and make plays. He had to cover, fill in the run. I thought he did well. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I, come, I mean – Justin Fields, what he rushed for 95 yards, most of them on that that one long run. But 
there were a few times when he tried to get around the edge and then all of a sudden here comes Kayvon uh, up to t cut him off and, uh, and minimize either a gain or, 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 or tackle him for a loss. Yeah. Seven tackles. That's pretty good. Kayvon yeah. Good on, ball. good on Kayvon, but you mentioned the one fields run for 39 yards, 95. That's still a couple more uh, yards on top of it. How impressed yeah. were you with the Chicago quarterback? He looks like Jalen hurts like to me, which is not a bad track to be on. If you're a Bears fan, you got to like the fact that uh, your young quarterback with zero weapons around him, zero. The Eagles have a whole bunch of weapons that make Jalen Hurts' life a little bit easier, and that's why he's an MVP candidate. Uh, Justin Fields has got nothing around him, and he kept the Eagle defense honest yesterday. Yeah, well, I mean, as a runner, he's a combination of Lamar and, uh, and, and Jalen. I mean, he's got Jalen's strength, uh, but he's got Lamar's make-me-miss ability. So, I mean, he's a tough, he's a tough out. He's still got a ways to go as a passer. I mean, I, granted, he has nobody to throw to. I, I understand that. Uh, but it's still he, – he's where Jalen was at the beginning of last year. Uh, and so I think it'll, it certainly will come because they've got good coaching there. Uh, and, and when, he, when, he, when, when the light does go on for him as a passer and they do get him some weapons like the Eagles got Jalen, uh, he's going to be dangerous. Yeah, I want to thank William uh, Gilman. You know, we understand. You know, that's why we're just discussing now. We appreciate that. Uh, you know that that uh, what you just did for us. But when you look at how this team is constructed, going into you know, understand this is Dallas week. I didn't in any way think that they were looking past this Bears team. Hence, that's why you know Jalen Hurts reacted the way he reacted when he talked about. All right, look, you know. I told you guys this team was a better team, that we need to talk about their defense. They were a good defense. Uh, this team was somebody we couldn't sleep on. That's why I'm always making sure that the two times we try to look past it as media, these teams have played great ball against us. You know, that to me, that kind of, you know, I've never seen, I, I never known Jalen to, to take a shot like that. You know, what do you think that was all about? Well, yeah, I mean, you look at a team like Chicago, seven of their 11 games, their loss, seven of their 11 losses, I think, have been by one score or less, including Sunday. Yep. Uh, you watch the film, you know they're better than that record. Uh, you know, you, you, you saw what, how their defensive line held their own against the Eagles' offensive line yesterday. And yet, you know, it's only natural, Barrett, you know this as a player, to still look at their record when you, especially when you got Dallas coming up and it's and right and it's three degrees out and you're on the road, uh, <laughs> just not not be all there mentally or physically. So um, you know, I understand. You know, and, and Jalen's the one guy that doesn't take that attitude, never will. Uh, I don't think he'll ever allow it to happen. So I can understand why he was a little bit miffed that they weren't playing. Uh, you know. Up to up, up to the way they're capable of even even his second interception. I mean, that was you know. I mean, he gets he gets the blame for that. But I mean, Quez did not come across the safety's face on that pass. It shouldn't have been intercepted. It should have been a completion. Uh, I'm sure he had a talk with with Watkins about that. Uh, they just you know it took a while for them. Uh, even at the end, they were just playing well enough to win. I mean, they they were never whether it was I don't whether it was Dallas whether it was the temperatures I don't know. Uh, but I think you'll see a better team this week against Dallas. 
All right, speaking of Dallas, uh, the Eagles finally did wrap the game up. Big third down completion to be able to run out the clock. Nice job by Jalen and A.J. there. Um, it gave everybody here in the Delaware Valley the chance to flip over and watch the end of the Cowboy game in overtime where, oh, by the way, kudos to the NFL. They did the review thing. Cowboys could have won yesterday. The referees made a bad call. Ingram got the football out of bounds before he went down. They would have had to use their last time out, which would not, would not have allowed them to complete a pass in the field of play to set up for the game-tying field goal uh, to get it to overtime. The Cowboys lose. They lose to Jacksonville on the road. Dougie P, as Barrett pointed out, a little Christmas present for his ex-organization. Uh, big picture. How did the Cowboys lose that game? If they think they really are truly a Super Bowl contender, the Eagles yesterday had to work really hard to beat the Bears. They beat the Bears. The Cowboys had to work really hard, and they choked it up against the Jaguars. Are the Cowboys frauds? Not a fraud, but, well, first of all, Jacksonville's a lot better than Chicago. Uh, I mean, Trevor Lawrence right now is playing as well as any quarterback in the NFL. Uh, I think over the last six games, he's got like a 111 passer rating. 15 touchdown passes, one interception. I mean, the light has clearly gone on for him. Uh, you know, Doug P, he's gone from hell to heaven with Urban Meyer to uh, Doug Peterson. Uh, so, I mean, I think that's, a, that, that's a team on the rise. I think next year they're going to be a playoff team. Uh, so I, that's why I'm reluctant to call the Cowboys frauds. The, the Cowboys aren't as good as a lot of people think. They, they've got – inconsistencies that I can't understand. Dak Prescott is not playing as well this year as, uh, you know, I don't know whether it's because he doesn't, you know, because they don't have one more wide receiver. I don't know, but uh, you know, I'm not going to blame totally that interception on him, but they're just not, they're just not playing as well as they're capable of, as well as their talent uh, dictates they should, whether it's coaching whether it's whatever, I don't know. But uh, so I'm not going to call them frauds. They're a playoff team. They're probably the, I don't know, third, fourth best team in the NFC. So, I mean, they're going to probably make it to the divisional round. But, um, you know, they're, be they're certainly, you know, I mean, they're certainly beatable on Sunday. Yeah, we'll beat them on Sunday. But <clears throat> I just think you just don't look past one. You don't look past one team to – to, you know, to play another team. And I think they got caught up in the mix a little bit, you know. But going into this game, this will be probably the, the 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 most watched game in this year in the NFL, bar none. This is, the, this is playoff football we're about to enter into. And I think we're going to get the best from both teams. Do you think that, you know, the Eagles are the best team in the NFL right now? Or, you know, do we have something to worry about when it comes to doubt? I mean, I know it's a division opponent, but – are they really as good as what they think they are? Yeah. No, I mean, right now they're the best team in the league, Barrett. Uh, does that mean they can't be beaten? No. Uh, I mean, even if they lose to Dallas, I mean, they're still going to probably – I mean, they, there's there's no way they're not going to end up with the N NFC home field advantage in that first round bye, uh, whether, they win, yeah. mm -hmm. whether they win or lose on Sunday, what, uh, Saturday, whether that impacts – how they play, I don't know. Uh, but they're a better team than Dallas. But both of these teams, obviously, are going to be in the playoffs. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's a third meeting down the road. Oh, by the way, Damo, uh, we, we need to get this on the record. 
Um, if the Eagles beat the Cowboys next week, and I'm assuming that right here, right now, Eagles are going to beat the Cowboys next week. Eagles will lock up home field advantage throughout the playoffs. The week after they play New Orleans, prior to yesterday, the New Orleans first round draft pick, which the Eagles own, was number five in the draft. After they beat the Falcons yesterday, it's now sitting at number nine. And I think the Saints actually have a legitimate shot to make the playoffs. They're be- they're an awful football team, <laughs> but they could make the playoffs because Tampa gets beat last night. They're only one game behind the Bucs in that lousy a- NFC South. So the week after the Cowboy game, the Saints come to Philadelphia. And we've seen the Eagles just last year when they've got nothing really to play for. They go with the JV and they protect all their starters and they take them all off the field. Will they do that against the Saints two weeks from now if, and I know it's a supposition, very strong one, they beat the Cowboys next week. How are they going to handle the week after against the Saints? Saints game, you can't you can't set your starters for two weeks. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think that last week. Uh, It'll be three. Will. Three weeks because yeah. you got the bye week in there too. That's true. Yeah. So, but, but I mean, I mean, you know, we saw this dilemma with Andy back in, uh, was it 04? Uh, and he, he kind of, I mean, I think we'll see them play their starters against New Orleans if, under that scenario. Might be a little quicker to take them out depending on what the score is, but uh, uh, I don't think you can just say take the week off two weeks, you know, two, in both your last two regular season games. Cause then as you, you risk, you know, you you run the risk of of a team that's uh, suddenly got rust on it when it gets after the bye week in the playoffs uh, finally plays a game. I just think that I, I just think at this point, you know, we we can't we can't rest people that early, right? And but there's there's already a precedent being set. You know, there's already precedents last year where they did rest people. Um, we rested against Dallas last year. I mean, why, why, why? I mean, I, I, I couldn't. It just got up under my skin that we rested people against Dallas. I don't care how good we are when they swept us last year. This game, they win this game going into it. I can't see them doing it. I just can't see them doing it. I can't see them resting the team. Uh, but it, it's just tough for me to think that they would because you can't. Oh, they, leave Jalen Hurts Barrett, out. They're gonna get get ready for it, <clears> guy. Well, they have shown us through their actions the last year and change that they prioritize health and protecting their players more than they do what quote unquote is the right thing to do. But if you rest yeah. Jalen, if you rest off the line, you got to rest Jalen because you can't have the second team out there with Jalen. Then that transfers all right into who you put in receiver. It goes oh who you put in a tight end. Who do me? Does this? I don't know. I mean, defensively, Gannon didn't. Gannon played a lot of his guys. Do you really think Gannon will do it also do the same thing? No, I think I guys mean, like – sorry, Domo, go ahead. It's, it's, it's an interesting question, though. I mean, I, I don't know – you know, we've seen – you're right about the – Jody, you mentioned – I mean, in, already the way Nick has handled this training camp, uh, everything. I mean, he is health first. We want a team that lines up on in week one healthy. That, that's above all. Uh, yet – and, and and I understand he will try to find ways to rest his people during if if they have you know two meaningless weeks plus a, a playoff bye week. But you can't just like put them in a hermetically sealed jar 
and uh, play your backups because then you're going to get you're going to play in that you know you're finally going to get ready to play a playoff game and and you know you're going to come out and everybody's going to be rusty. I you know I could see him doing things like b- barely playing Jalen Jason Kelsey, uh, uh, barely playing some people that might have some nicks and and uh, and bruises. Uh, but but like Barrett said, you know you can't sit you can't sit Jalen for two weeks. I mean you just don't do that with a quarterback. I mean three weeks. You know, I mean, you just – I realize they get some reps in practice, but not very – you know, I mean, nothing that – so I, it'll be interesting. It's 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 good. It's a nice it's a nice problem for a coach to have. But uh, I think against New Orleans, especially considering the, the, the factor that they need to beat New Orleans, not so – not because it means anything regarding the playoffs, but because it helps their playoff position um, or it helps their draft position. They'll want to win that game uh, without getting, you know, without risking the health of too many people. I'll give you a prime example of what I think we'll see. Josh Job will be playing more than big place like. Just saying <laughs> that Josh Job will get more run than the Eagles Pro Bowl cornerback. <laughs> I, I need your analysis on this, Domo, because I got a call last night on my CBS show about it. It was a frustrated Cowboy fan with yesterday's loss, blaming it on Dak Prescott saying the Cowboys need to move on. Dak will, quote-unquote, never take us to a Super Bowl. I told him I thought that was blatantly unfair. I don't think they lost the game yesterday because of Dak. Um, He's not a top two, three quarterback in the league, but he's a well-above-average quarterback. Next week is a key game for a lot of different people, including Dak Prescott, because we get some people here on the stream that point out, Cowboy fans, uh, that Dak hasn't lost to Jalen Hurts yet. Well, they're going mano a mano next week. What kind of quarterback is Dak Prescott? Good, but not great. I mean, you're right. He's not. A, I don't think he's a top five quarterback, uh, but I think he's good enough to, you know, you have the pieces around him. Uh, you know, you can go deep into the playoffs, maybe even win a Super Bowl. Certainly that wouldn't, like, if I'm Jerry Jones, I wouldn't start thinking I got to find a replacement. Uh, he's not having a great season uh, for whatever reason. Um, you know, now they're, especially now, I don't understand their running game is finally starting to be productive. And yet Dak, I mean, Dak's putting up decent numbers, but he's, he's turning the ball over too much. Um, I think, you know, one thing about Dak, and I don't know if he's, you know, Dak, Dak can run, but we're not seeing him do it much. Uh, you know, he's got a, you know, he's had some injuries in his career, uh, which is probably, you know, kind of contributed to that. We saw that with Carson, you know, Carson was never the same quarterback after the ACL, um, because, you know, his running was, was, was part of what made him special in 2017 to, as a rookie in 2016. And, you know, I mean, you look around the league at, at guys like Jalen and Fields and, and you go down the list right now, Lamar, I mean, all these quarterbacks that can run and it's become a big part of who they are and how they help their offense, you know, Dak doesn't, you know, they're, they're not encouraging that from him because they don't want to get him hurt, I guess. Uh, But maybe they need to think twice about how they use him and, and, and then let him take some risks. You think they can see this game? I mean, you know, from a, from a health standpoint, Dallas, you know, I mean, they're already, they're already slotted, you know, as, as a team, they can't win the division. You know what I mean? And, in thinking about that, I mean, I mean, could they, you know, possibly think, all right, we need to get somebody healthy enough, 
can we play this guy here? You know, do you think that any that shocking any happens in this game? I don't know, Barry. I mean, you when you played, if you had lost to a, your rival twice in the regular season, how would that have impacted your confidence? We did it last year. That's why he's not asked that. We did it last year. Yeah. I don't understand it. I, well, I you know, if I, I can't see them saying taking that attitude. I think they want to win this game Saturday night. Um I just can't see them. You know, they they may in their mind know that they've got, you know, there's nothing, you know, they can't they can't win the division. They're going to make the playoffs as a, you know, where they are. Uh, but I still think they're going to want to win that game on Saturday night with, with everything they've got. Same here. I don't think the Cowboys go into rest mode. They may in uh, one or two of their last games, but they, they're going to come with everything that they've got against the yeah. Eagles in this one. Don't think it's going to be quite enough. And as I said to the caller last night, you want to blame Dak Prescott. Let's see, in a comparison with the Eagles. Eagles added A.J. Brown. You subtracted Amari Cooper. Oh, that's a good way to be able to defend the Eagles off <laughs> and win back-to-back divisional titles. Eagles are adding a massive weapon, and the Cowboys are taking one off because, ooh, he makes too much money. We don't think he's going to play up to his salary. Yeah, that's why the Cowboys have, uh, once again, the NFC East, Record stays intact, different divisional winner. Sorry, Eagle fans. 2023, I know he's right around the corner, and we're going to have to have that conversation at some point. We don't have to have it yet, but a new winner in the division every single year. All right. Uh, One other question about the league in general, Damo. Um, 49ers have now won a couple in a row with Brock Purdy at quarterback. That's right. The Brock Purdy was the last (laughs) pick in the draft this past year. He hadn't looked like a rookie to me. Played pretty well on Thursday night. He's had two good games in a row. I think he's on the level of Jimmy G. It's not like he's replacing Patrick Mahomes or anything. Is San Francisco the only team that the Eagles have to worry about in the playoffs coming up? I don't think they're the only team they have to worry about. But I think, you know, right now, San Francisco is certainly the second best team in the NFC. And if you were asking me, Who's going to be in the NFC Championship game? I would say it's you know the, the Eagles and the uh, and the Niners. You know, I watch <clears throat> I watch Purdy play a lot at Iowa State because uh, I, I got a chance to watch a lot of Big Twelve games, and I mean, you know, impressed me tremendously there. Uh, played for a great coach. Had you know, came to the NFL with a lot of starts. I'm surprised that he was you know, uh, Mister Irrelevant. Uh, but he's played like a guy that's got a lot more starts under his belt than than, than he has. I mean, he's been he, he's he's not a concern if I'm San Francisco right now, especially in Kyle Shanahan's offense with the running game they've got, with the weapons they've got, with the defense they've got. I mean, I think they can win with Brock Purdy just as easily and just as well as they could with Jimmy uh, Garoppolo. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, I have not been. Um, a 49er offensive fan, period. You know, even with the additions they have with Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. um, it's, I don't think it's a, it's an offense that could win a Super Bowl, but I really think that defense can. But I think we match up well against that defense because, I mean, as good as our offensive line is, I think we can kind of, you know, stymie the linebacker position because we have Kelsey gets up on the second level. Our guys block the second level just as good as they block the – you know, the line of scrimmage. And I think our tackles can handle Bosa. I just think we're a better team. So I'm not on the, I'm not on the, you know, uh, everybody's, you know, about this, this San Fran team. I just Mm -hmm. think we're a better team period. 
going into this this playoff system. I I can't give up the Brock Purdy, man. I'm just I'm just letting you guys know. I can't right. give up the well, Brock Purdy. Then <laughs> let, let me ask Barrett a quick question, Damo. So you are afraid of nobody. If you're not no. afraid of nine, you're not afraid of anybody. You you you've already made your reservations for Arizona, is what you're telling us, Barry. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I I got a bed and breakfast already. A bed and breakfast already. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Damo, uh, always great when you come on board. Thank you much. Be looking forward to your stat package. Will it be out earlier because it's a Saturday game this week or uh no, it'll still be out on Friday. Friday, okay. Just <laughs> Don't rush you, huh? <laughs> I got to know when to make sure that I uh, jump in and uh, get all your I- I- insight and nuggets. Appreciate you, you joining go. us today. Thanks, bud. We'll get you on again uh, next week. Good talking with you guys. Take care. Take that is Paul Domwich. He writes for the 33rdteam.com and us here on uh, jacobsports.com as well. His stat package on Friday is a uh, great start for the weekend if you're getting prepped and ready. For the Eagles. But we actually start here on Mondays on Birds 365 and prep you for the next week, the entire week. But we do look back on the victories first, which yesterday was against the Bears, 25 to 20 in Chicago with the Cowboys in the offing. Barrett Brooks in for John McMullen. We'll come back. We'll continue to chop it up. Uh, We've got uh, Brandon Lee Gowton joining us next hour. Keep it here on Birds 365. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits. 
Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. everybody streaming in on a day after another Eagle victory to get the 13 wins on the year, beat the Bears 25 to 20. You got Birds 365, a victorious Monday. Big Barrett Brooks in for John McMullen uh, commuting back from Chicago after covering the game uh, for us, for Sports Illustrated, for everybody else. Uh, Johnny Mack will be back here tomorrow, but glad to have Barrett with us today. And Barrett, I want to tap into your expect expertise as a former NFL offensive lineman, Eagles offensive lineman. Um, that two-point conversion yesterday, they had like different formations and guys starting over the ball, beef jerky was that, and then he sw- switches out to left guard and Kelsey jumps in and it completely caught the Chicago Bears off guard. They were looking forward to the usual play that the Eagles run when they need 
one yard, and that's all they needed. Jalen Hurts up the middle, and he just powers his way into the end zone. But they had all this wacky formation stuff going and offensive linemen moving and the like. Is that something that you just – did they want to put that out there for teams to watch on tape? Just to make sure come playoff time, yeah, teams are going to have to at least have that in the back of their mind. That looked like a play that they'll run once this year. Am I right? or You're absolutely right. Okay. <laughs> they just threw it up against the wall, you know, and they just want to show you can't just hone in on, on our bread and butter. And, I mean, and that's, that's exactly why you do those type of things. I love how, you know, innovative this team is as far as their play calling, you know. I mean, it's – it's just another uh it's just another thing that the defense has to worry about when they go in and do their goal line, um, put their goal line package in. As the defensive coordinator, it drives you nuts because you don't know what they can do. You know what their bread and butter is. You, you already can't stop that, but now we got something else wacky to think about, wacky to see. That mean this Shane Steichen, man, he 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 is he is very innovative in in how he approaches games and, and, and implementing things you know it's just it's a luxury but that but it's definitely a luxury to have a guy like Jalen Hurts that can run all the wacky stuff you want to run also man a luxury but also a little bit of a risk and for those of you just streaming in Barrett and I talked about this at the top of the show he carried the football a lot yesterday now some of it was on himself because the RPO decisions he made, he decided to keep the football. So he took a lot of hits yesterday. And there was one in particular that he got up a little slow off the ground. <laughs> yeah, he did. My Lada talked about after the game, they went over to try and help him up. And Jalen just said, just help me the blank up. Uh, and uh, <laughs> he's a tough guy. And we all know he's a tough guy, but you would prefer not to see him get slowly up off the ground. Uh, it was a cold day yesterday, and even Jalen admitted afterwards, yeah, I wasn't quite ready and prepped to play in that kind of cold, and I had numbness in my hands, and uh, that's why I struggled in the first half. How much does Shane Steichen have to protect Jalen Hurts? First of all, play calling in Dallas, and then we'll figure out the whole how much of the Eagles are going to play their starters in the last couple of weeks when they've got everything on ice. But next week... They can't afford to lose Jalen Hurts at this time. Sorry, Gardner Minshew, even though that <laughs> that numbnuts uh, Chris Sims said, or if Gardner Minshew was playing, the Eagles would still be good. Gardner Minshew is not an MVP candidate like Jalen Hurts is. No, not even think, close. Do you think Steichen allows that to uh, factor into his play calling for next week, that they need to make sure Jalen Hurts is getting that first snap come playoff time? Jody, it's – um. You know, it's, it's almost like it's what came first, the chicken or the egg. Well, what makes this offense work is Jalen's ability to be who he is. And everybody talks about how good Miles Sanders is having this, how good of a year Miles Sanders is having this year. He's having a great season. But don't think it's just all Miles Sanders. It's, it's also the threat of Jalen Hurts being there. And just that half a second when he's out there, when Jalen Hurts is out there and they're doing the read option, and that, that that offense, I mean, the defense has the freeze for just a second, which allows Jalen, I mean, allows Miles Sanders then to, to make the moves he makes, to, to set up the blocks he makes. All that stuff goes hand in hand. Hence, that's why they're so successful. That's why the offense is so good because of the Jalen Hurts effect. So if you're running the read option, if he let and he just hands it off, that defense has to freeze for a second. And that freeze right there allows 
uh, Miles to get into the line, to be patient, to, to 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 pick his holes, to set up his blocks. All that stuff goes hand in hand. Even as far as um, when you look at how defenses defend the pass, those safeties had to make sure if they're in the box, they had to make sure what he's doing. Is he going to hand it off or is he going over the top? Those are all things that, you know, all right, who, how do you defend it? It all starts off with them defending Jalen first and then the pass and then the run and then this and then that because he's the orchestrator of that. So I can't see why people can, you know, say, oh, you know, it's, you know, just this offense is great because, of you know, they have so many weapons. It's how you get those weapons correlated into the offense is what you have to look at. I wanted to ask you about uh, the Eagles defensive line, because as a former offensive lineman, you had to work against a unit like that. At least two of the sacks they had yesterday, it might have been three, came off stunts where they were doing the curl game on the defensive line and the offensive linemen have to pass guys off from one to the other. And communication is an absolute key which means the opposition fell down on the communication yesterday because right, right, right. guys then got free runs at the quarterback. Now, it, it's a great play when it works. When it doesn't, you got guys moving. Quarterback can end up holding on to the ball three or four seconds. That was not the case on either of the two. How difficult is that? If you're an offensive lineman, you got a team that's really good at it, got quick defensive linemen like the Eagles do, trying to protect against the stunt to keep your quarterback upright. First of all, can you imagine going against a guy like Hassan Reddick? Hassan Reddick is so quick off the ball. He gets off so fast. So as an offensive tackle, you want to block him. You're setting up. You just get back. You got to get back because he's so fast. So you get back as fast as you get back, and all of a sudden, he freezes for a second. As he's freezing, you've got Fletcher Cox hitting you right in the side of your face as he comes to pick you. And then Hassan is fast enough to get around and under that and get to the quarterback. It's almost as like those guys never did this or never worked those things in training camp. I'm like, what is going on? They were acting like they've never seen a twist done or something. And I think it's just the fact of how fast our DNs is, how they get off the ball. Sweat gets off the ball so fast that you got to get off real quick. And once you get out there real quick, you get blasted by the guard because the guard, he gets he's freezing for a second because he sees this guy going on the outside. Now when he freezes for a second and he sees somebody coming in, he's going to leave. And that guy's already blown you up as a tackle. That's why you see so many guys free because they know how to set it up so well. They know the strengths of their defensive end. The defensive tackles know the strengths of their um, the defensive ends. That you know, and it works and vice versa. These guys are so explosive off the ball that it's hard to get a beat on it. You you just sit back. Look, I'm just trying to block Hassan Reddick, this great pass rusher. Now I got to worry about getting blown up by Fletcher Cox or Hargraves or somebody like that, and they come in shield you off and then they end to get a you know a sack it's hard as an offensive line to pass those type of stunts off speaking of which um at least one of those stunts uh was Javon Hargrave just getting a complete free run at the quarterback they had no idea how to defend it um John and I talk about this from time to time on the show usually not on Mondays because we're uh recapping and celebrating another eagle win but it's worth talking about <laughs> here today now, right? <laughs> because uh, Hargrave had another good game yesterday, two more sacks. Barrett, the Eagles right now at defensive tackle have the two new guys they just brought in, and Dominican Sue and uh, Joseph. And Bill Joseph, yep. Neither of which certainly are signed a contract next year. Fletcher Cox, not signed to a contract next year. And if the Eagles 
have uh, shown anything. They want Fletcher Cox to stay. They work hard to keep Fletcher Cox here, probably overpaying him this year. But Fletcher Cox isn't Fletcher Cox anymore. He's still a viable defensive lineman, but he's not a dominant defensive tackle the way he used to be. Uh, Jordan Davis played again yesterday. Uh, I think about 30% of the snaps didn't register a tackle or anything. Didn't hit the score sheet yesterday. Where would this team be without Javon Hargrave at the defensive tackle <laughs> position? I know they brought in a couple of guys, and I give the nod to both Joseph and Sue. They've contributed since they got here, didn't know what you're going to get out of them, and they are uh, contributing. But Hargrave, uh, we, 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 because they're exciting coming off the edge sacks by both Reddick and by Sweat, Hargrave is not that far off from matching them at a defensive tackle position that's sneaking up on 10 sacks, which is borderline unheard of. How expensive is it going to be to keep Javon Hargrave? Because the, if, in my mind, the Eagles have to keep him, but he's making it. Uh, he's, he's certainly ringing the cash register every single week with these numbers. He continues to put up for the Eagles. Javon Hargrave. I think he has 10 already. He's a double just that guy right now. He's, he's, he's playing at an, uh, an unbelievable level. In fact, He's up there with he's up there with um yeah he has ten sacks and he is up there with 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 TJ Slay as far as being MVP candidate for the year Har, um Hargraves is right up there with Riddick Hargraves has put himself in a position where he's going to get paid he's a ten sack guy right now with two two games left three games left he has ten sacks we all know his price tag just went from. The last, last contract he signed was thirty million three years. It's going to be well. It's going to be well above that, you know. Yeah. So um, he's put himself in a great position. You know, he's made himself a, a threat. He's played well for the entirety of the season. I don't. I mean, I don't see how you don't pay this guy and keep him here. You know, he's he's the best defensive line we have right now, um, as far as what he brings to the table. So you know, his sack totals is, is showing it. And the reason why he's going to get paid is um, just if you're looking at the Eagles, evaluating what the Eagles have done, crunching the Eagles' statistical numbers, Reddick has been great. Great addition by Howie Roseman. Someone suggested to Howie the year before that he signed him so he wouldn't have had to spend a year in Carolina getting double-digit sacks. He could have got him here last year. All right, so the Eagles waited a year. But they eventually got him, so good on Howie. Uh, He's having a great year. But Sweat's having a great year as well. And shoot, BG still got a chance at 10 sacks. So from the defensive end position, they got a bunch of guys that are putting up numbers. As well, far as sacks goes, there's one defensive tackle that's doing that, and that's Javon Hargrave. And that's why I think he's going to get paid big bucks this offseason. He is, man. He is going to break the bank. But when you look at it, man, they got, they got Sweat at a bargain basement price, man. He has nine and a half sacks right now. So he'll definitely be a double-digit sack guy. So that'll mean that's three right there. Um, Fletch has six and a half. BG has eight. What? It, what? What? I'm trying to think. What are they drinking over there at the Novacare system? I just need a little this much of that elixir, just this much, because when you're looking at BG coming off a of an Achilles tear, and to play at the level he's playing at, I got that whatever. I got to have whatever he's drinking. Whatever he's smoking, whatever it is, I mean, sniffing, whatever it is, <laughs> I want some. I want some, man. I can come back and play 
because he is playing. He and, and and Fletch have found the fountain of youth, and they're playing at such a high level right now that I need to know what's going on, man. I need to know what's going on, bro. One thing I can tell you, it's not it's not Chip Kelly smoothies, but I don't know what, <laughs> what they are drinking over there. But you're right; if they could bottle it and uh, share it with the devil, right, guy, right, right, would be real nice right about now. All right, again, uh, keeping yesterday twenty five twenty win in perspective, uh, I was, and maybe I've got these blinders on because I talked the guy up as much as I did prior to the draft. I was uber impressed by uh, Justin Fields uh, against one of the better defenses in the NFL. He goes for almost 100 yards on the ground. Yeah, one big play. But even that play, it wasn't like it was a design. That was a, a, a failed pass attempt that he made about four different guys miss as he turned it upfield for almost 40 yards. I don't think the Eagles are going to – I know they're not going to face Justin Fields in the postseason. There's not another quarterback that there is a potential to face. If that's an issue that the birds have, and oh, by the way, maybe everybody in the NFL does, uh, the ability to uh, control a rushing quarterback, that's something that we don't have to worry about uh, coming up on the playoffs, do we? Because there's not, not a guy. Not until, not until we get in the Super Bowl, and that's only if we're playing uh, a team like um, the Buffalo Bills, because Allen is dynamic. He's not as fast, because, I mean, what we, what we faced yesterday was an anomaly. He's a 4-4 guy. And what's crazy is he didn't run that much when he was at um, Ohio no. State. He was a straight drop back passer, but they've had, you know, they, they peeked over and saw what's going on over in, 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 in Philadelphia. They saw and took a page out of their playbook. See, a lot of teams now are looking at what, what, what Jalen hurts and how, how they've allowed him to really harness those intangibles, implement it in the game, plus take him to another level because he can be a drop back quarterback also. And because of that, he, you know, Shane Steichen is, is hot right now because he's using everything, every facet of a Jalen Hurts game. Those deep passes he ran yesterday that he threw and dropped it, you know, dropped them on a dime to the receivers. Those are just drop back passes. Those weren't read options. That was just straight up drop back in the pocket passes that he delivered great balls to. And I can remember that all, you know, preseason and, 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 during the offseason, we have questioned his deep ball throwing ability. Is his arm strong enough? Can he get these passes out? Well, hey, he's answered every single critic and 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 doubled that on his ability to pass the ball. So everybody's taking notice of what they're doing here in Philadelphia because you look at Fields now, he's starting to look, they start to look at him, seeing what he's doing. Even so far as to you know to look at um what, what Josh Allen is doing. I mean, they are really constructed an offense that's almost unstoppable the only way you stop them is, is to stop if they stop themselves that's how good they look right now all right and again uh we're praising the eagles because they won 25 20 and Jalen hurts got off to a slow start but then it kicked into gear and he made great throws down the field to both uh, devonta smith and to aj brown but then there was quez watkins <laughs> Quez actually caught four balls yesterday. They threw it to him six times. He caught four of them for a grand total of six yards. How do you have six yards on four catches in the NFL? Uh, I, know game, they, man. I know they want to try and keep the defense on. You want to spread the ball around. They threw it as often as they did. 16 times Jalen threw it to AJ Brown yesterday. So you got to do something else to try and keep the defense honest. What's the deal with the Quez screen game? It just, 
it wasn't working yesterday and they continue to go back to it. Why? And this was a big Andy Reid thing. The short passing game is the running game, which I never friggin' agreed with, but that's what Andy <laughs> used to tell us after some of the games. I'll say this again. The pass to a wide receiver on a screenplay doesn't count as a running play. Here's a clue. Why not just hand it to Miles Sanders and actually run the ball? They continued to do the Quez screen game thing. What was that all about yesterday, Barry? I, I I didn't quite understand. I, I think it's because more than likely they wanted they more the Bears wanted to make sure that they had at least seven eight people in the box of their fear of running the ball. You know, Jalen Hurts whether Jalen Hurts running it or Miles Sanders or whoever running it, so they kept the box pretty tight. So they figured they'd have the numbers on the outside because they went man to man for the most part. And when you do that conceptually, if you want to run those speed screens, they think that they can get the offensive line out and get the, you know, the 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 wide receiver, the other wide receiver out there to block the guy over the um screener and make a big play. Well, it didn't work because they were ready for it. They've seen it before. So once you bump your head, you tend to not do it anymore, but they just kept throwing it and they kept bumping their head. But then they broke one with Smitty. And then they can say, all right, I told you so. You know, Smith had a Devontae Smith had a nice little uh, a nice little screenplay, which he, he picked the first down. It was a crucial first down in the in the fourth to, you know, to you know allow them to get that first down on third down and you know kept the chains moving. That was crucial that he got that. And he's playing big boy football. You know, that's that's not taking anything away from the Slim Reaper. Yes, he's a little guy slight in stature as far as you know how big he is. You know, but he's playing tough. And he went out there and made it happen on that screenplay that they've been throwing all day that failed massively in the first half and halfway through the third. But it finally worked to their advantage in the fourth. Was a big first down get by Devontae, and he did have a big game yesterday. AJ's numbers were more, and he got more targets. But it just seemed the first downs that Devontae got yesterday were key ones that helped the Eagles bolt that game away. All right, he's Baron Brooks. I'm Jody McDonald's Birds 365. J-Mac will be back tomorrow. But coming up next, we got BLG. That would be Brandon Lee Gowton of Bleeding Green Nation. He's jumping aboard Birds 365. Post-game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post-game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey 
official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not least, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero Down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Big Finish Sales Event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. We got Johnny McDonald and Barrett Brooks in for John McMullen today here on Bird Street 65 after a 25-20 win against the Bears in Chicago. Uh, we got Brandon Lee Gowton good to go, which means he wasn't out in the cold in Chicago. If he was, he would have he would have been more prepared than Jalen Hurts was, but uh, he was back home here in Philadelphia. That means we're lucky enough to get him up here on uh, Bird Street 65. We talked about it this right at the top of the show. And I think Barrett was cutting him a little bit more slack than I was. Jalen admitted after the game, and man, do I appreciate the fact that he's as honest as he is, that his hands were numb and he wasn't quite ready to start the game uh, the way that he should have. And it showed he threw two picks in the first half when he'd only thrown three picks in the first 12 games. Who's that on? Is that Jalen? Is that the Eagles for not being prepped and ready for him? Do we just say... Mother Nature, thank you very much. Who do we blame for Jalen Hurts' slow start yesterday? <laughs> oh, I think if Hurts is, you know, putting it out there, uh, you know, he's a very accountable person. So, you know, I think it has to start with him. You know, Agreed. only he knows how he feels and everything. Um, you know, I'm sure the Eagles do a great job of their equipment staff and everything. They have top-notch uh, operations, I feel like, in that regard. Um, I think ultimately it's on him. And it's it's something that you can't just, for lack of a better word, um, hand wave away like you're going to be playing in the playoffs in the cold i don't know if it'll be as cold as it was in chicago it's gonna be cold or at least it might be um so certainly something that um he admittedly needs to figure out you talk about you know the adversity of them almost losing the game but i never thought at any point that they were going to lose a game but i didn't think that they had a game plan on the offensive side of the ball that was that was um I just didn't think it was smart to put Jalen in those type of predicaments that much. I thought that they need to just hand it off and lay off on the RBO, RPOs a little bit and just hand the ball off. You know, what is, what is your perception of how they played this game on the offensive side of the ball in the first half? Yeah, so I didn't have a huge problem with the approach. Not to say it was perfect. I agree that you should get Miles Sanders a carry before, what, six minutes remaining in the second right. quarter? <laughs> Clearly that's not right. Now, 
you know, the idea that they could have success through the air, I don't think that was misguided. I think there were throws to be made from Jalen Hurts earlier in the game that he kind of, quite frankly, just missed. Um, I think shots to both Devontae and A.J. Brown on the right sideline early on uh, stood out. And, you know, they hit on him later in the game. Hurts got better, so ultimately it worked out. Um, can't really crush the offense too much for uh, a, a, a production that was like their sixth highest uh, in yards this year. Um, I think the game plan was not an A-plus game plan. And to your point, Bear, about like the hits and everything, I mean, you know, some of that's on Hurts. I, I doubt the Eagles are calling 17 designed runs for him. Um, you know, some of that is his decision-making. And that's something he has to be better on, too, in, in terms of not, not taking those hits. Right. Well, one more. Um, I saw them blitz. I mean, they're starting to blitz some more. This is the last three games I've seen them blitz. Jalen Hurts more than I've seen before. And he's making them, he's killing them on it too. I mean, what is it the defensive player, I mean, defensive uh, coordinators are thinking, all right, we blitz this guy and he's burning them, especially with these deep passes. Why do they keep blitzing him so much? <laughs> I don't know what you really do to stop Jalen Hurts, to be quite frank. I mean, he's right. been awesome this season, basically against anything that other teams have tried to throw against him. Um, the Titans really didn't blitz him too much at all. They just sat back and Hurts picked him apart. Uh, the Giants last week blitz hurts a lot. Obviously, the Bears were doing some of that, and he burned them again. There really hasn't been like one correct way to play Hurts this year, so I guess teams are really just trying to throw different things at him, uh, hoping maybe uh, there will be a moment where he has a bad mistake, a turnover, and there's other times where they'll get beat, but maybe they'll live with those uh, turnovers they can get. All right, I get what you're saying about um, you can't blame them when they have the sixth highest offensive output of the season, and you're right. But Jalen Hurts did take the hits that he took. And I'm with you in that I think uh, uh, too many of those decisions were his, RPOs. He said, I'm keeping them all. I'm going to go. Do you protect him from, from himself? If you're Shane Steichen, do you take the RPOs out of the mix in the second half? Because the last thing the Eagles can afford right now is Jalen Hurts to go down with an injury. Absolutely. I think that's part of it. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's entirely, you know, there are times where I think Hurts shares some of the responsibility, but yeah, I mean, if he's clearly taking all these hits throughout the game too, it feels like there should be a point where the coaching staff looks at this and be like, we need to kind of adjust here and maybe actually <laughs> run with the, with the running backs. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, that's what they're there for. And they've been playing. Minus Sanders is having a great season. He's playing well. So maybe give him a couple more carries. I don't, I just, I just think that um, miles can handle it. First time he's fumbled, you know, used to be an issue with him. This is the first time he fumbled this time. And I almost thought it was a a, a bang bang play. Um, mm-hmm. it, was, it was crucial, you know, um, fumble. But he, I think he's playing at such a high level right now to give him the opportunity, you know. As we go forward, especially against this Dallas team, what do you think is well, let me start with Dallas. Joe, if you don't mind, I can go to Dallas now. Going into this game, do you think that Dallas uh, can compete with the Eagles at a high level, or you know, we just head and tails above them, especially with this loss to Jacksonville. I mean, I think the Eagles were the better team. You know, I thought that for pretty much most of the season. That said, you know, Dallas is really good. Um, haven't been playing their best football the past two weeks. Really should have lost to the Texans and did lose to the Jags. Um, two games where I feel like Cowboys fans probably expected relatively easy wins. Um, so you know, I, I think Dallas is. Clearly shown some weaknesses here. They lost one of their cornerbacks, Anthony Brown. Um, that's been a big issue for them. I mean, Trevor Lawrence was carving up that secondary. Um, you look at what 
Devonte Smith and AJ Brown might be able to do against this unit. I think you like your chances. You know, they still have Trayvon Diggs, but um, he can only cover one of those two guys, not both of them. So that's certainly uh, a matchup in the Eagles' favor. And then throughout the season, Cowboys haven't been amazing at stopping the run. So again, that's another area where the Eagles could look to attack. I mentioned this uh, first hour today here, uh, BLG, the fact that during the offseason, Cowboys won the division last year. Eagles finished second. Um, the Eagles added A.J. Brown, and the Cowboys subtracted Amari Cooper. He scored one for Howie Roseman. Um, and they still haven't replaced Amari Cooper. They thought that uh, they could get Odell Beckham to the ocean. He's not ready to play. They signed T.Y. Hilton this week but couldn't get him up to speed uh, quickly enough to get him in there. Michael Gallup was going to pick up the slack. Oh, except he hasn't. Do you blame <laughs> Dak Prescott? Do you blame Jerry Jones? Who gets the blame for the fact that right now, yeah, the Eagles and Cowboys doing battle next week. And the Cowboys, again, sometimes things happen that I just don't understand. The Cowboys are a one-point favorite. Why? How? How are the Eagles not a favorite in this game? But we'll put that aside. Uh, Cowboys, I think the way you attack them is just you just make sure C.D. Lamb doesn't beat you, and you can beat the Dallas Cowboys. I think the, the Texans almost did it last week. The Jaguars did it this week. Who's to blame for the fact that the Cowboys don't have a second option as a wide receiver? I mean, the Amari Cooper trade was so dumb. This <laughs> is really bad. I mean, the return that the Cowboys got for that, is like not dissimilar to what the Eagles got for Jalen Rager to the Vikings. Like it's, it's a similar kind of return and that's crazy. I mean, he's such a good player and it, they clearly just misread the market. Like teams, you know, were willing to give up like the Eagles were for AJ Brown, high picks and big contracts out for these receivers. And it's been worth it for a lot of teams. You know, Devontae Adams has been great for the Raiders, you know, Tyree kill in Miami. Like, like these, these, these are moves worth making. And the Cowboys just went in the total opposite direction didn't really make any sense, so that was certainly a huge error. And then, you know, look, Dak deserves a lot of blame here, too. Like, he's, yes. I think there's, there's only two quarterbacks, if I'm not mistaken, who've thrown more picks than him, despite the fact he's played in, you know, like fewer games this year. And not all these picks are on him. There's some, you know, bouncing off receiver yes, hands, like you think. saw. Yeah, but you can't throw that many picks, and they're they're not on him at all. Um, so you know, I, and and, and I, I said this a couple of weeks ago that like even before these past couple of games, like I, I just think watching him play he doesn't really look scary. Like I don't know why anyone would be scared of Dak Prescott right now. He doesn't look quite um, the way he has when he's been at his peak. So uh, I think he deserves a lot of blame as well. How do you see our defensive line uh, versus uh, their offensive line? I mean, they're playing musical chairs at the right tackle position. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Pollard, he's he's a beast, man, and we all know that you know Ezekiel Elliott. He didn't make, he didn't play good. He may not play against any other teams well, but when he plays against the Eagles, he plays well. You know what do you think about our defense against their run game? Yeah, Zeke had probably one of his better games of the season against the Eagles earlier this year. Right. <laughs> um, to your point, Bear. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's going to be tough. The Eagles' run defense is obviously not like amazing. Um, you know, I think they did a decent job in Chicago, and I like their chances. Um, against kind of anyone right now just because of, especially in the pass rush i mean they're just they're dominant out there it's crazy what they've been able to do they're on the verge of having four different players with tall digit sacks isn't that crazy <laughs> for the first time in nfl history it's it's crazy it's insane. we have two right now that's crazy we have two you have two you know? and then josh sweat's half a sack away brandon graham yeah, is one and a half sacks away like this could really happen here so uh i like the eagles defensive line right now it's not a unit to bet against right 
Agree on that front. All right. Uh, so we do have a trip down to Dallas. And yes, Micah Parsons foolishly compromised himself by what he said about Jalen Hurts last week. I got to again continue to say this because I have to stay by my guns. It was overstated a little bit. I didn't think it was bad as some of Eagle Nation made it out to me, but it just wasn't a smart thing to say. How much do you think the bulletin board material actually lifts the Eagles this week? Isn't Cowboys Eagles enough to get everybody on both sides 100% prepped and prepared? Or did uh, Michael Parsons just shoot himself and the Cowboys in the foot with his stance last week? I mean, Jalen Hurts, after the Giants game, said it himself. Like He keeps his scars with him, and he forgives, but he doesn't forget. I, w- I would think it's not irrelevant that Micah Parsons said that. I don't think it's the only reason, certainly, why the Eagles would want to win. They have the one seed on the line, and then two weeks of rest if they do clinch that one seed. But, I mean... I, to your point, Jody, yeah, I, I don't think it was the worst thing ever that he could say, but there was no reason to say it. It, it was only downside. What is the best case scenario that can come out of Micah Parsons saying that is really like nothing. Uh, whereas the worst case scenario is that he kind of has to eat his words later and it kind of makes the Cowboys look foolish and that very well could happen. He had two tackles yesterday. <laughs> That's it, two tackles. And the last time he played the Eagles, with the oh, exception yeah. of one lame left out, he was he was held, um, you know. He was actually, you know, to put it in layman's terms, Jalen Hurst's bitch. He just <laughs> played that well against him. you know. He used his strength against him. He optioned off of him. He made sure that everything that he picked was wrong. You know, it's like, all right, I'm gonna read you and let you make yourself look like a fool. Then he turns around and says this: I don't think the Eagles need anything else as bulletin board material. I don't want our coach also not doing it and you know hence you know dallas sucks or beat dallas whatever he had on their shirt remember he had that the pandering of that we don't need that either you know but this just mm-hmm. i just feel as though the eagles are the better team at this point you know and you know like it or not this is a game they should win even though it'll probably be the most watched game in the nfl season this year yeah i mean i just think the way they match up against the cowboys is favorable and especially in areas where typically like think back to Eagles Cowboys of years past and when when did you ever feel great about the Eagles having multiple cornerbacks who can defend these Cowboys wide receivers and then again flip that around on the other side of the ball the you know the Eagles wide receivers being able to have big games against Dallas like that's that's not really existed and you know, the Eagles are getting Dallas Goddard back presumably this week you know that's that's a huge deal they've been a pretty good offense without him they're even better with him. So, um, you know, I think things are trending in their favor. I'm sure it'll be a close game, but uh, I like everything that the Eagles have going on for them right now. And I trust, again, sorry to oversimplify it, but I trust Jalen Hurts a lot more. Barrett, you said it earlier when you never really had a doubt that the Eagles were going to lose. I think that's a lot of that's because of Jalen Hurts, and yep. I think he deserves that credit. All right. Uh, the Eagles like to, yesterday, they ran some great stunts and moved guys around on the defensive line. They even pre-snap, change guys from one side to the other. Will there be volunteering next week to go up against Jason Peters when he's out there at tackle for the Cowboys? <laughs> Will, like, Sweat be going, oh, I'll take that side. Will Reddick be going, can I go over to the other side? Love BG going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll play more snaps this week. <laughs> Are his former teammates and Hassan Reddick chomping at the bit to get at Jason Peters? I think JP can still play a little bit, you know, not like a whole game, but I mean, if you put him out there for a drive, <laughs> he might be able to handle himself, handle himself uh, a little bit at a time. 
and we'll see what the Cowboys do in terms of, you know, Tyron Smith of it all and everything and how they want to configure that. Um, I mean, I think they still have a lot of respect for JP, even though, uh, you know, again, if he's out there for a long time, then sure, they might be able to get him. Yeah, I think they'll hug him. I think they'll dap him up. I think they'll try and go by him like he's standing still while the game is being played. He should be a guard at this stage. And if, if he's out there on the island and tackled too much for the Eagles, how many sacks did they get yesterday? Six, seven the week before? Oh, double digits. We talk a lot about numbers. The Eagles could get double-digit sacks coming off that end if he's out there that often. I just, just uh, Sorry, JP, but I'm calling him the way I see him. I think he could be abused next week by the Eagles. All right. Uh, as far as Eagles go next week, maybe run the ball a little bit more. They didn't uh, use Miles Sanders as much. What do you think Shane Steichen's read is going into the game as to what will work best against the Dallas Cowboy defense before Christmas Eve? Well, again, just the way that Trevor Lawrence had success against that unit, it's hard to to say they're not going to be wanting to throw the football um, because they have their way. And again, the Cowboys have multiple injuries at that cornerback spot. They're down to, I believe, Nashawn Wright, a corner who's been really inconsistent for them. Um, so I think that's an obvious hole, and they should be looking to attack it. And again, at the same time, I said it earlier, um, run defense has kind of been a bugaboo for them this year, even when their defense as a whole was playing better. Um, so that's certainly not something you look to go away from at all. Um, I mean, it, it sounds simple and maybe too obvious, but like a balanced attack um, could make a lot of sense. I would lean towards the pass because of that one weakness and honestly just make the Cowboys – stop it and prove they can stop it. Um, but, you know, you want to mix in the run when you can. Well, let's flip it to the opposite side of the ball. Do you think we can stop Pollard and how explosive he is? I mean, that's to me, that's the that's the only thorn I see that could really hurt this Eagles team. It's Pollard's ability to run in space. Um, how he's running the ball is, is, is amazing. Yeah, I mean, he's really good. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk for multiple seasons now. He should be the top running back and, you know, he, Zeke should take a backseat to him. And I think they've been doing a good job of splitting the carries with those guys. Um, yeah. It'll be easier said than done because he's, he's, he's running really well right now. And certainly the Eagles, I'm sure will be looking to take him away. Um, I think if the Eagles are facing a Dallas attack, that is run, 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 run. They'll take that to some extent. I think ultimately um, that'll bear out for them. Um, but, you know, I'm sure the Cowboys might try to emulate, that Washington Commanders strategy that kind of what the Bears were doing a little bit yesterday where they just try to stay on the field and limit the Eagles in terms of controlling the clock. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. No, one more. The, our, the crossing routes really hurt this Eagles team. You, you, you brought up Washington. That's what made me think about it. The crossing routes, you know, McLaurin, those crossing routes mm -hmm. hurt this Eagles team. You think that's something that um, they can take a page out of the Washington book playbook with that? I think the With communication. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's super. You know, he's super dangerous after the catch. Um, he's been great. Uh, I think the, the communication is important. You know, we saw the Eagles have a blown coverage that was towards the end of the game, but still um, against the Bears. So certainly, you know, that's going to be a factor. Getting everyone on the same page and and tackling has been better for them. But um, there were some plays against the Bears where I thought they could have been better. It's certainly not like a strength of this team. They're not one of the best tackling teams in the league by any means. So, yeah, I mean, that's a way for the Cowboys to take advantage. Um, Tony Pollard, bringing it back to him for a second, I think he's one of the best running backs in the league in terms of forcing missed tackles. And I have to imagine CD is up there for wide receivers as well. So uh, I feel like it's going to be really important for the Eagles to especially uh, gang tackle on this one and have all eyes on the ball.
All right, BLG. No, this is Birds 365, not Commander's Comments. But I do want to ask if you were watching the end of that Sunday night game last night. Were you watching it all the way to the end? Yes, I did see the end. How the hell did they call that penalty? After the wide receiver looks at the referee to basically ask him, am I on the line of scrimmage? And the referee doesn't say anything. And then they throw the flag afterwards and take the touchdown off the board. That was ridiculous. And then on the final play, the giant DB is draped all over the receiver's back and they don't throw the pass interference flag. I'm a guy who believes in the integrity NFL and don't believe that the games are fixed or whatever. But (laughs) with the way that one ended, I'm going like, I guess the refs had the giant. They didn't even want to risk plus the points there that they were only going to get a field goal in overtime. Uh, yeah, am I overreacting, or did the co- commanders get screwed at the end of the game last night? Well, I guess the commanders know what it feels like now to kind of have some really big calls go against you, uh, and, and it hurts a lot, just like the commanders benefited from when they played the Eagles. So, uh, you know, that's that's going to happen over the course of the season. You're going to get some calls, and <laughs> calls are going to go against you. Sometimes you get the bear, sometimes the bear gets you. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, as as we go forward, and and Shane Steichen's ability to call plays, and and you know the chemistry that these guys have together, I can see this team when Goddard gets back, overemphasizing, like they overcorrect, and putting Dallas Goddard in the game, and 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 just going to him exclusively, almost like what they did against the Arizona Cardinals. Do you see something like that happening? I do think there will be – it seems to me like Nick Sirianni wants to, uh, like, take care of guys and get guys that are Right, spots. right, right, right. We right. saw that with Devontae Smith. Like, I think it was very much an effort to get him a touchdown when it was his birthday earlier this season. Obviously, A.J. Brown against the Titans as well, um, which is fine. You know, I think that makes sense from time to time. Uh, to your point about overcorrecting, uh, I-, I wonder, because I wonder how, if they'll ease Dallas Goddard in a little bit or if it's just kind of be full go from the jump. Um, I would, I guess, I'd probably lean towards the latter because it's not like you can really count on Jack Stoll and Grant Calcaterra to give you a ton, especially as pass catchers, maybe as blockers of anything. Um, so, you know, I think he's going to be a factor. And really, the Eagles need him because you look at this game they just played, and it was pretty much just AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. All the other guys combined for 13 targets, eight receptions, eight yards. That's crazy. They need a third option, and wow. Donald's going to give them that. Yeah, those are some jarring numbers. All right, BLG, going to get you on the record here. Uh, we'll do it with everyone we talked to this week leading up to the Cowboy game, like we did with you. We'll talk plenty about Saturday's game. But then thereafter, mm-hmm. if the Eagles win, we know it's all over. But the shouting, overall home field advantage, division's all theirs. How do you think? Not, I'm not asking you to play coach. If you want to give that to me, you can give it to me. But okay. I'm rather asking you to look into your crystal ball and predict how right. the Eagles will handle their last two games. If they've already got everything locked up, can't <laughs> advance any further, guaranteed home field advantage throughout, how will they handle the last two games? First against the Saints, who you'd like to stick a loss on and make sure that traffic mm-hmm. stays high. And then the Giants' last game of the season – which I just love the fact that the Eagles could potentially let the Giants walk into the playoffs by not playing their guys. Mm-hmm. After a couple of years ago, everyone yeah. in New York screaming and yelling because how dare the Eagles play uh, Nate <laughs> Sudfeld? You have to play every single down of every single. All right, we'll get into that later, but I need a prediction out of you. 
how the Eagles will handle using their star players last two games of the season if nothing is on the line. I mean, I think you look at the track record of this team going back to training camp and everything. <laughs> they take it pretty cautious with guys. They like to, oh, they yeah. like the the rest players. They don't practice at all at this point. Ever from, from Thanksgiving on in the season, they don't do practice on Wednesdays anymore. They just do walkthroughs every Wednesday. So, you know, you're looking at all that. I'm pretty sure they're going to lean on the side of rest. Now, you know, it's it's a lot to just say they're not going to play at all for you know three straight you know the, the sweet the Saints game the Giants game and then have the bye um in part two because this isn't like the preseason I mean you still have 53 man rosters you can't literally just sit everyone down and you know be playing these guys who aren't even going to be in the league um so some starters are going to have to play some amounts at some points my guess and maybe what I would do is if anything if they're not going to just full out rest them maybe they treat it like a preseason game where they do play the starters um for maybe like a quarter a drive or two, a half at most, um, and then kind of let the backups finish it out. Um, but certainly very good, quote-unquote, problems to be having to figuring this out. It's very funny how this is a big topic of conversation. Oh, but I get it. But it's also like it's it's a testament to how special this season is. Correct. Even, even with the Saints pick in mind, going against the Saints? I think I, I agree, Barrett. Like, but I think it, it comes down to – their singular focus of this organization is winning the Super Bowl this year. Like that's Correct. that has to be the number one priority, and that's all they kind of I think should have to care about really at the bottom right. line. Right, right, right. BLG, think you got the right read on it? It'll be fun. I know you'll be writing about it. We'll be talking about it here on Birds Three Sixty Five. First things first, they got this game Saturday against the Cowboys, which they have to win, which I think they will. Uh, but then we'll have two weeks to talk about how the Eagles are going to handle the last two games of the season before the real season gets underway, the postseason. We will certainly have you on during the postseason. Thank you for jumping in with us today, big guy. Appreciate it greatly. We'll talk again soon. All right, Thanks, BLG. That is Brandon Lee Gowton of Bleeding Green Nation here with us on Birds 365. Barrett, they're going to sit these guys. As sure as I'm sitting here, <laughs> as sure as my name is Joseph Anthony Aloysius McDonald Jr., i give you one quick note before we get our last break in. And I had completely forgotten this. McMullen reminded me that last week, uh, and it's an uh, excellent point. Last year, last game of the season with the Cowboys, Eagles couldn't move up. They couldn't move down. They were locked into a playoff spot. Rested everybody. They played their backups. They had the ability to do so because, if you'll remember, they put like 12 guys on the COVID list. Last year, they still had the COVID list which allowed you to sit someone and bring someone up from the practice squad and not have it affect your 54-man roster. They gave you special dispensation if you had COVID, which, oh, by the way, the Eagles were lying through their friggin' teeth about who <laughs> did or didn't have COVID. But they put them on the COVID list anyway, which allowed them to bring up that many more practice squad guys. There isn't that dispensation this year. There's no such thing as the COVID list. So uh, BLG just brought it up. Johnny Mack brought it up all last week. You can only sit so many guys. You can make the determination we're sitting everybody, but you can't because you only have so big a roster. They had that expanded roster way of doing things last year. They can't do it as much, but the big guy, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, uh, 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 Javon Hargrave, no way he's seeing the field. Uh, Slay, oh, there's going to be the, uh, the, the, the pro bowlers who are going to be on the – Eagles heading off to play the Pro Bowl games this year. They will not be playing the last two games of the season. He is Barrett Brooks in for Johnny Mac. I'm Jody Mac. We're going to come back, put a bow on the show here on Birds 365. 
Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio. Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Coming your way here on Birds 365, a big thank you to Barrett Brooks uh, sitting in for Johnny Mac today. And, oh, by the way, I seem to be much whiter today. I wonder <laughs> why. Maybe it's a comparison to my host as compared to sitting here with Johnny Mac. I'm just a hell of a, feeling a hell of a lot more Caucasian today, but that's, that's, that's my problem. That's my issue. Never mind. Um, uh, Barrett Brooks, I got a question for you. Did you realize... That yesterday, Zach Pascal had a 15-yard unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. No, I didn't realize that. And there's a reason that you didn't realize that. And, yeah, I'm going to give Fox a little bit of grief here. Uh, and they did a, a fine job yesterday, and they got a major, major, major break when the soccer game finished just in time to be able to get the Eagles game up and, and running uh, on time on Fox. It was 
the le- next to last possession, Chicago went down, got the touchdown to cut it to a uh, single-digit game. And, oh, by the way, for those of us who took the Eagles and laid the eight points, yeah, thanks for that prevent defense there on that last possession, uh, Jonathan Gannon. Um, no, but that, that drive after the Eagles scored to go up by 12, they kick off, the guy runs it back out to the 25, and then they go to a feature on the Eagles singing offensive linemen, the Christmas album and uh, Jordan Mailata singing like a falsetto, even though he's 385 pounds. <laughs> and it was a really nice feature, but they come back out after the feature and the ball's on the 40 yard line. I said, wait a minute. The guy didn't run it out that far. I thought they got him somewhere uh, between the 20 and the 30. So I had to go back and look at the tape. Yeah, he got pushed out of bounds at the 25. Apparently, Pascal got a 15-yard uh, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty on the play. Not only didn't they show it, they didn't even mention it when they came back. The wow. Bears just had the ball at the 40, and off they go. And they go down and score a touchdown, which, again, prevents the Eagles from covering. And Fox never brought it up. They just went on with call in the end of the game, and they never went back and showed what the penalty was for Zach Pascal. There's a reason you didn't know it. I didn't know it either. But I did notice that, what the hell happened there? I didn't think the Bears had it. I waited until after the end of the game to go look it up on the computer. But, yeah, they never never even covered that. I, I, I You know what? I looked, and I'm like, what is going on? And I just, you know what? I said, you know what? I'm not even going to say anything. Because I noticed it all. I'm like, how are they there? What's going on? If I just let it go and just watch, finish watching the game, because I was, you know, at that time, I was kind of nervous because they were coming back. Yeah, That's shame crazy. On, shame on Fox. And to Jalen and A.J. Brown's credit, they needed that last third down conversion so the Bears didn't get the ball back down by one touchdown. They needed, needed to make one last play, and they did so on third down to put the game away and, and win by five. All right, so uh, Barrett, what do you got coming up there? You got to continue to work? Now, and I know you got to uh, talk to the wife because she – <laughs> uh, to interview herself earlier in the show, but all right, after you get done with your uh, uh, duties around the house, uh, what time are you going to be back on here again this afternoon, buddy? I'll be back on it from 12, 12 to 3. You know, I mean, I'm, anytime I can work with Rob and D Gun, I mean, it's not even work, man. You know, it's not even work, man. <laughs> oh, so. but it's work with me. Thank you very much, Barrett. Yeah, Rob no, and D Gun, it's not even work, but you got to well, work for a living when you work with that McDonald character. Well, when I when I, when I, once I get like five minutes into the show, I'm good to go, Jody. I'm good to go. But just getting there first, you know, waking up this early in the morning, you know, I gotta love you to do this, bro. I gotta hey, love you. Man. You were good to go from the jump today. <laughs> as soon as we uh, played that opening music, you were good to go. And I thank you very much for filling in for Johnny Mac. Thanks, brother. Uh, it's probably tapping you a couple more times this season goes on. Man, Appreciate you on. doing I it today. It. I love it. I love it. I love it. it. Gets me going now. I will get a little workout in before my show now, you know, so. <laughs> workout list. Workout in. That's a honey-do list. The wife has already got a plan <laughs> for him as soon as this show is over and done with. Uh, Barrett, always a pleasure. Thank you much, buddy. I appreciate, appreciate it you, greatly. Man. Yep. Thank you, man. Barrett Brooks in for John McMullen. J-Mac will be back with us tomorrow. Um, we've got uh, already someone locked. Oh, Chris Franklin, who usually does Mondays with us. We'll be doing Tuesdays. Cause like Johnny Mac, he's com- com- computing, commuting back from Chicago, uh, so we get uh, CF up tomorrow. Uh, appreciate everybody who streams on in. Do us one last favor before you log out for the day. 
go ahead and hit that like button. You can stick around for Saratella's playbook show and then be back this afternoon for Barrett, D-Gun, and Rob Ellis. But we appreciate you streaming in here on Birds 365. We'll talk to you in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.